And tonight we're going to be checking in on the mails. It's going to be the mail checkup on Singles Live. And we have with us Dr. Elon B. Thompson. And it is the first time that Dr. Thompson is with us inside Singles Live. So we want to welcome him. And I also want to tell you a little bit about um, Dr. Thompson. Dr. Thompson is a medical doctor by profession and specializes in the field of urology and he received his formative education at Barack's Road Primary School and Cornwall College um, in Montego Bay and of course he obtained his doctorate at um, the University of the West Indies and Dr. Thompson at the time was the youngest urologist in Jamaica. Yes, yes, yes. He is also um, the, he served as the immediate past president of the Jamaica Medical Doctors Association and Dr. Thompson previously served 2016 to 2020 and of course he provided representation for all doctors um, below the level of consultant in the public sector. Yes, he is married and enjoys playing and watching basketball and tennis um, in his spare spare time. (laughs) And so we want to welcome Dr. Thompson to Singles Live on The Nation School S. Doc, how are you doing? Good. Uh, good evening to you and to your listeners. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your sparse schedule um, to join us inside Singles Live. So we want to welcome you. We have our listeners who are joining us via the World Wide Web. Quite a number of uh, listeners are out tonight joining us via the World Wide Web. And those persons who are here on the island are listening via the radio. And so our diaspora is far and wide with persons listening um, from England, Canada, um, the United States and within the Caribbean. So I need to let you know that, that um, Dr. Thompson, you are the popular doctor tonight um, with us. So let's delve into what we have prepared for our listeners tonight. Tonight it's all about the male checkup. So let me start with this, um, with, the, with the conversation by asking this question, especially for our men in Jamaica. Do men do regular checkups, Dr. Thompson? Um, you know, it, it has been my experience that um, men, to have, men tend to have some hesitancy with regards doing their health checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think there are various reasons for this. Um, you know, men are have you know issues with ego. Um, they are seen as weak. 
sometimes if they if they go to the doctor a lot or any at all, um, they are you know they, they may not have the time because they are busy working to 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 you know make a good household um, better. Um, and, and there are various reasons, but overall. I, I would say that, you know, men tend to demonstrate more than women, for sure, um, worse health-seeking behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one would think that it's almost when they get to the point where it is unbearable and near a, a, a state of dying than mm-hmm. that, 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 that they turn up at the doctor or in the emergency um um, rooms. It has to be, it has to reach that. <laughs> Dre said it has to reach that point. So I'm going to agree with Dr. Thompson about ego because when you ask a man sometimes how you feeling, how you doing, it is always uh, I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, and, and it's been my experience that when, when men come to the doctor eventually, mm-hmm. Like they are forced. Somebody pushes them to come. True. And he says, "Boy, doc, I've never been to the doctor. The, the doctor before. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm wet. and they think it's uh, like a, a a badge of honor, a, a, a reward to never ever go and see the doctor for a checkup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have to develop a culture um, here in Jamaica. Um, you know, to, to say to people that going and checking on your health. Is actually a good thing to do. Um, you know, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, you have to go and 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 you know make make these aspects of your life better. Mm-hmm. Um, let us start by looking at one of the main concerns um, that we have. Especially with let us let us let us look at um, with our men, um, especially our our older men. Um, so you find a lot of um, mature um, grown men, because uh, I don't want to use that word older, and then them start to come at me, um, turning up um, at the doctor's office when they have problems with their most concerned parts of their bodies right. which is the <laughs> we all know how men feel about their penis and everything that is connected to that um right. so a uh, one of the main area it would be the prostate am i correct i mean it, they are interrelated mm-hmm. um but what we would encourage people with regards to the prostate, we encourage people to get their prostate checked um, from, you know, as even as early as age 40. Um, to just rule out prostate cancer as a problem. And I know there are different issues with how prostate cancer is, is screened for. Um, but you know, it is it is something that if you start checking from age 40, when you reach the age 50, 60, um, you, you don't have to worry. And it has to be a continuous um, process of screening. How often? Right. And usually we, we do it yearly. 
Um, so we do it with a blood test and a physical examination of the prostate. And, and this is where the issue tends to lie with a lot of men, how the prostate examination is done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The issue is with really where the prostate is in your body. And the, the most likely place we can feel the prostate is through the rectum. So we do a digital rectal examination to examine the prostate. And, and for some reason, this seems to be the fear of a lot of people. And it, it is a, a fear that I found after persons have the examination done. This fear is really, really not warranted. Um, I am even prepared to say tonight that what a lot of us need to do is um, instead of, you know, people buying into this fear of physical examination, we can actually do the blood test. Um, it's it's not the standard of care, but we at least will have part of the puzzle where we can actually um, check to see if persons are at risk of having prostate cancer. Okay, so... So I wanted to follow me. Mm-hmm. The, the two things that you need to screen for prostate cancer, we start at age 40 in Jamaica because we're a high-risk population. The two things you need... Uh, PSA, which is a blood test that is done. PSA stands for prostate-specific antigen. And the digital rectal examination, which examines the prostate, to see how likely it is you have a nodule or a lump on the prostate, which also identifies how at risk you are of having prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. what I'm saying is, if men have a difficulty with the prostate exam, at least do the blood test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not saying that it, it, it should replace it. it, it should be the only thing, but if you have an issue, the option is not to do any, is not to do any of them. At least do one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to try and change the the, 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 the narrative somewhat. We, we can, you know, if they if they're not willing to meet, you have to meet them halfway. Yeah. Um. Somehow try and get a net of persons so you can detect persons earlier. Because we're still seeing people coming through the doors with advanced prostate cancer. And this is something that should not happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. What are some of the, the the symptoms and signs of 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 prostate cancer for men who are listening? So this is a very good question, and what people ought to be aware of, and I hear people saying it all the time when you diagnose them with prostate cancer. But I never had any problems. So I would say, commonly, prostate cancer has no signs or symptoms. Mm-mm. I want to repeat that. Mm. Commonly, prostate cancer has no signs or symptoms, especially in its early um, stage. In its advanced stage, and I can't think of any man who would want to identify prostate cancer in an advanced stage. <laughs> right? 
So when when I tell you about these advanced stage symptoms and signs, it's not something that people need to be looking out for because it's advanced. We spoke about how you should identify it before. So in its advanced stage, um, you may get some blood in the urine. You may have some difficulty passing urine. Um, you may have some pain in the back. Um, chronic back pain. You may have some pelvic pain. Um, you know, you may have some leg swelling. Uh, you know, these are some of the, the, the symptoms that persons may experience and weight loss. Um, and these are, you know, signs of advanced prostate cancer. Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to get to, 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 to that stage. Um, right. Doc, you should not. We, we, we have the facilities available for it not to get to that stage. Um, the mortality rate, because I have to throw this out, the mortality rate in terms of prostate cancer, especially here um, in Jamaica, do we have the statistic on that? Well, certainly it depends on the on, on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, we have data from 2007 that demonstrated that um, well, the incidence rate was 78 per 100,000 persons. Um, but in terms of mortality rates, I don't think we have any recent mortality rates in Jamaica. But it would certainly depend on the stage at which you, you identify prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something now. So I've been doing this for a little while. And no patient that... I've operated on for prostate cancer. So far as I can recall, doing this from 2011, I would say, right? I can recall has died from metastatic, meaning advanced prostate cancer. So that tells me that if you identify prostate cancer early enough, you are unlikely to die. Once you do something about it, clearly, mm-hmm. you are unlikely to die from prostate cancer. You will die from something else, <laughs> All right? but probably not prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. So that in itself is is is, is good news. As long as you make sure that you do your checks and that you 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 you, you visit your doctor, and if you're diagnosed, you take the necessary steps, um, whether it is surgery or otherwise, because you have some persons, doc, um, who may be diagnosed, but they don't pay it any but they don't pay it any mind. I don't know if it is fair or what, or they don't do any follow up or. Think it's most times it's fair. I remember. When it's early, nobody's having any pain. I remember I had this Chinese gentleman who had probably like stage two, stage, stage two, three prostate cancer. Um, and because he never had any, um, you know, symptoms per se, he felt fine. His family had a difficult time of convincing him to do, you know, anything about it. And you know it is it is it, it is this, the challenge that we face when persons don't feel pain, they don't feel any way, and then you you do an intervention that will you know if you do surgery you're gonna have some pain after the surgery because that's just the nature of it, some discomfort. 
because you're going to get a cut and you're going to go through a, you know, a, a, a process of recovery. And persons, some persons mentally are not prepared for that kind of journey. And when they, you know, a couple months down the road, year, maybe years, um, they start to be desperate for wanting to have an intervention done. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you can't intervene at that time. It's too late. It's too yeah. late. How does um, the early onset of um, prostate cancer affects um, the libido? Does it affect it any at all that a man would want to have a prostate cancer but not take the necessary um, action to, 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 to treat it? So, so that's another consideration and another fear of a lot of men. Um, men tend to want to preserve their libido at the risk of having cancer continue to grow. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Is it that you want to have a cancer continuing to grow in your body at the expense of having a good sexual health um, functional life? Now, sexual health is important. I am one of the greatest advocates for that, especially with the men that I treat. But you know, when you have identified a cancer, it's going to do nothing but continue to grow. Right? And you have to be real with yourself and, and, and identify what you want in the relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want the cancer to continue to grow? Or do you want to continue to lead a good sexual function um, kind of life, but but it's not all about sex, right? Mm-hmm. So so, so right. we have to understand that you know we have to deal with the cancer that is at hand. Let me let me ask a question. Um, it may sound silly, <laughs> but let me ask it. Let me ask it just the same. All right. So mm-hmm. I know the the libido, which is really you know the sex drive, right? Uh-huh. Um obviously it does affect um the act you know the action of having sex but does it completely eliminate it I, I, well i think most of the time so we have to make the distinction i think we're talking about treatment options for prostate cancer how they affect libido and sexual function mm-hmm. i think that's what we're talking about right in and of itself if somebody's diagnosed with prostate cancer, they're just not going to have erectile dysfunction, just like that by, you know, um, having prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. They may get depressed when they hear the diagnosis about prostate cancer, and that's different. Yeah. But in and of itself, we have to make the distinction. I think more persons are worried about the treatment options that are available for prostate cancer that may lead to erectile dysfunction and it's not necessarily a loss of libido per se but mm-hmm. it's really um on the the back end for want of a better word um the the ability to have erections um you know and maintain erections got you mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so 
you fully understand that now, Dre. Yeah, ma'am. Okay. Uh, treatment. Let us look at some of the look at. Let us look at the treatment option. Um, Doc, that is available for persons, for men who have um, prostate cancer. What are the treatment options? All right. So for persons who have early stage prostate cancer or early enough stage prostate cancer, we tend to offer them um, procedures that are intended to cure them. And that's the important thing that we need to understand. When your urologist speaks to you about having a procedure done um, for early stage cancer, most times it is intended to cure you or to prolong your life beyond 10 to 15 years. And, and that, is, that is our aim. Because of course our, our, our um, patients are most times, you know, older than 40, older than 50. And our aim is to extend their life expectancy beyond 10 to 15 years. The average life expectancy for the Jamaican male is about 73, 74. Now, the options include surgery, which is a very good option, an excellent option. And there are many good surgeons in Jamaica who perform prostate cancer surgery. Um, the, the other, and there are various ways we are offering it here in Jamaica, open and laparoscopic. You have radiation treatment, that is also an option, All right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the combination of radiation treatment with hormonal treatment. Now, all the treatment options carry with it some risk of having erectile dysfunction after. Um, surgery provides the option though in some cases of being able to spare the nerves around the prostate to preserve some amount of sexual function. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. We have the ability now to spare nerves and preserve um, a man's erections, especially with the use of medications like Viagra um, and other Cialis uh, to help, you know, with erectile dysfunction after surgery. Radiation does carry a significant risk of erectile dysfunction, and so does the hormonal treatment. Mm-hmm. So, um, these are some of the options that are, are available for, for treatment. Chemotherapy is also an option in advanced um, prostate cancer cases. So, in in, so. <clears throat> in regards to, you know, like costing, like, I mean, you don't have to give like a, like an exact cost, but just in terms of ranking, you know, from highest to lowest, like, what would be the... How would you rank them? Hmm. How would we rank them? Yeah. In terms well, of I'm a surgeon. Mm-hmm. So I always <laughs> believe, and I've seen the effect, the positive effect that surgery has had on people's no, lives. No, 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 not, 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 in, not in regards to the best option, just, just in regards to casting. Oh, in terms of casting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it depends on 
if you know if, if it is private care or public care you know that we have a two-tiered system in jamaica mm-hmm. right uh surgery whether in the public or private system you, you should be able to get surgery prostate cancer surgery in a timely manner because it's a cancer and you know there is some amount of um you know, fast tracking that you get when you have cancers, whether in the public or private system. Right? Mm-hmm. So, with regard to radiation treatment now, the radiation facilities that are in Jamaica are, you know, in Kingston. We have the set up at St. Joseph's, um, which is a public, um, private kind of setup. Um, and this is the Linac machine that was um, recently obtained, I think, from Canada. There's also another machine at Cornwall, right? Um, that's also a similar machine, Cornwall Regional Hospital. And then you have the more outdated kind of radiotherapy machines, which is cobalt technology. Um, I, I think, you know, most persons, unless you are not able to get the treatment at St. Joseph's, you would go to um, KPH and get radiotherapy treatment there. Mm. But it's such a long list, because mm-hmm. remember, it's not only prostate cancer that they are treating, um, but they have other cancers that are radiotherapy candidates. So it can be a long waiting period for radiotherapy and it depends on when the machine is up um, and running um, you know this can also pose a challenge with hormonal treatment we can start that at any point in time um, the National Health Fund has really been a game changer in, in providing you know medications for cancer care for mm-hmm. our population mm-hmm. Um, at, at a more affordable yeah. cost. cost. Yes. Well, that's, yeah. good. That's, good yeah, that's good. That's good to know. Something that I'm yeah. learning. I did not know that. I thought it was for the non-communicable diseases. So I'm now learning um, learning of this tonight. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, so we have um, persons have options, mm-hmm. um, go public or 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 private. Yeah, right. yeah. so that's good. Um, we're going to take a short break, Doc. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> we're going to take a short break. Singles Live on the Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. Tonight, it's the male checkup. Dr. Elon Thompson is with us. We're going to take the break. We'll be right back. Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on the Nation School Est Co ninety seven FM tonight. It's all about our men as we are checking up on them by doing the male checkup. Doctor Elon Thompson, urologist, is with us. 
So, Dr. Thompson, we were looking at uh, men. Let me ask this, though, because we don't want any age group to be left out of the the, the conversation tonight. And we don't want men who are under 40 to feel that they're okay and should not see uh, their, whether they're general practitioner or maybe a urologist, if necessary, um, for their checkup. What should men under 40 be looking out for, especially at this time, in terms of their general health? Well, also, the, 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 the men under 40 have a, have a significant um, responsibility to look out for, for problems because we, we've already set the, the, the tone and, and, and the um, screening age at 40 mm-hmm. for prostate cancer. So at least, you know, when you reach 40, you have something to to look forward to do. Mm-hmm. But the challenge with the younger males is that they will have to be, you know, um, cognizant of what is happening with their bodies so that they can seek um, medical advice. Mm-hmm. Now, this can be challenging sometimes if you don't know what to look out for. And I think this is a fundamental issue probably in our country how, how the education system is set up. Um, we don't have a lot of um, discussions, especially with our teenage boys, about their, you know, sexual health and what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to look at. You know, if it's something, you know, if you have a discharge on the penis, if, if, if you have a, a lesion on the penis, if you if you there is a mass in your testicle, so you, if like you're examining a scrotum, it's part of your body, if you feel it, the same thing that we would tell women, you know, about the examining their breasts, right? And all of that. Mm-hmm. So I find that we're we're not paying attention to um, the health of our adolescent boys. Um, I, I wouldn't so much put an emphasis on you know like before adolescence. It is at that time when boys are undergoing these changes that they are curious and need to learn about mm-hmm. that will prepare them to have the health-seeking behavior in their 40s, 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have people who don't understand anything from they were born up to 70 and they still don't understand anything that is happening. They have these misconceptions because the, the common Jamaican thing is people say. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow up somewhere, depends on where you grow up. Clearly, if you grow up in a more affluent area, you're going to have access to, to, to more details about, you know, different things. And it's unfortunate because persons in the rural areas are being left behind and all they can, you know, depend on is the, the people say. Mm-hmm. People say. Um, uh, you mentioned... But, but no. don't, don't, sorry, don't you think that's a responsibility of them to um, actually go out and try to seek the information rather than Never. relying on what people say? Correct. And, and, and you see, that responsibility, how does it arise? It arises out of being taught to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And many of our young men are not taught to be responsible. They are taught to be reactive mm-hmm. to things that they should not react to. They are, you know, taught 
to be very angry mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. And, you know, they are just taught the things that are not positive yeah. that will not uplift them. So and, they're learning you know, more, as they're a result, learning to be more ignorant than responsive. Exactly. exactly. So they are not going to develop these positive traits that they should be developing because they're not exposed to a positive type of culture in the home. And, you know, it's just a constant breakdown and they're so confused and they get so angry because they're so confused. And, you know, it just leads to not hearing and, and listening to the, to the, what people say. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. The environment in which we are growing our our our, our boys, um, we don't put a lot of emphasis on 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 them in terms of emotionally and and physically, and we don't have as parents we we, we tend not to have that um, conversation about their bodies and the different changes and what to look for and what to expect um, is something that I was discussing during this week with with some of my um, my team members is that um, we just leave up the little boy alone and because mm-hmm. him voice start to change we assume that everything is okay mm-hmm. you understand yeah. so you don't really take him and he's a man yes and he can take care of himself and he must go they go look hold up a girl and have one girl in a bongo girl from here there and everywhere <laughs> and that makes him a man while so many other things can be happening to him um, in terms of his, his his development in terms of his his body developing and how he needs to 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 accept the development number one what to look for um, and if he is developing um, normally um, I want to throw this question out to you doc you mentioned something about um, lumps or in um, um, I, 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 I don't want to misquote it but did you say um, lumps in the scrotum right what, so, would, what would cause something like that especially in our younger men we are fortunate I mean when I did some training in Canada in the Caucasian population, they have a very significant risk of testicular cancer. We used to see one of those patients every week, every other week in the Caucasian population. We are fortunate enough that where we are probably cursed with prostate cancer, we are blessed with not having high levels of testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. But we do see it from time to time. Now, if there is a mass felt on the testicle um, and it is confirmed by ultrasound, most times it is a testicular tumor. Once it is demonstrated on the ultrasound, you feel it and it's demonstrated on the ultrasound, the tumor needs to come out. So, as I said, it's more common among younger men in the Caucasian population. Um, But we still have to recognize that it exists in the black population and we can also get testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gentlemen need to kind of just pay attention. Feel for the lumps. Yes, I feel for the lumps, Dre, and the bumps. <laughs> and and as, 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 as Dr. Thompson said, any discharge. Um, mm-hmm. 
Another and the foreskin issues. Yes. I mean, I've seen patients and they, they, they're peeing through, passing urine through a pinpoint, a pinpoint opening. And this is because of, you know, scarring. They've never been able to roll the foreskin back from forever. They've never seen the, 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 the head of the penis before. These are some of the things that we're dealing with. And you ask them and they're like, well, they didn't know it was abnormal. Do we do we have a culture of 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 us um, circumcising our, 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 our boys, our babies, baby boys? I, I don't think we have a significant widespread culture of that. It is more a culture of let them decide when they get older what they want to do. I don't want to make the decision for them, right? But who now? Who it, whose responsibility? And I have to throw this out. I I can't speak because I I don't have a son. I have a daughter. Um, mm. To teach um, this um, young boy how to take care of his penis in terms of how to wash it properly, how to make sure that the skin is rolled back and 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 it is clean properly. Who really and truly does that, Dre? Answer that. Um, me, <laughs> and I mean another another additional question or questions. Um, so yeah, you let them decide, um, but is there an age where it's too late mm-hmm. to, no. to, to, to cut For it off? Circumcision? No, not never ever too late. As young as can be, newborn up, up to before you're going the grave. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. So it, it, the point is it's never, ever too late to have it done. So is what it, is it, either, is it either, either here or there to leave it? Or? Mm-hmm. Good right, question. So that's for the day. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is clearly if you have a problem with it, mm-hmm. you're going to need to remove it through the circumcision. If you don't have a problem with it, um, you are well within your right to do nothing, leave it. Once you can meet your hygienic needs. So that's the important So it's um, really about hygiene. It. It's about hygiene and it's about if you have an issue, if you have a, a problem with the, the, with the foreskin, if there's a lesion on it, mm-hmm. if it looks funny, if the skin looks funny, if it's not the same color as the rest of the skin. Okay. Right? So these are some of the things that persons need to look at. If it look different, if it don't look right, if you see a growth coming off it. I operated on a patient recently and you know, he just never noticed that there was something growing on it. And it is a big cauliflower looking um lesion um that is growing off it and you know he he, he just never recognized it until it got so big. So people just need to look at it, observe it and you know and I just, you know, take note of, it, of what is growing there. Yeah. If something is growing on it. Take time. Um, a question just came in uh, from one of our listeners on the World Wide Web, and she's asking, does prostate cancer ever mas- metastasize? Metastasize? Metastasize, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it can, certainly. Um, and that's, that's what I meant by, like, advanced prostate cancer. That, that's the, the other term for it, metastatic prostate cancer. That's really what is advanced prostate cancer. 
Mm-hmm. And the common types for metastasis is bone, um, the lymph nodes, whether the pelvis, um, you know, those are the, the common sites for spread, but bone is a really, really common site. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metallica one, I hope that uh, that answers your question. All right. I want to thank you so much um, for those persons who are joining us via the World Wide Web and having uh, that robust conversation inside the Mixlr chat room. So we looked at... Um, what young men should be doing and should be looking out for. Uh, one of the emphasis to Doc is on um, in terms of your diet and, um, oh. and, and, and you're going to see where this is going to lead um, the conversation um, in that our men sometimes, once again because of their ego and because of how we, 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 we grow our men, we, we grow them to be tough and 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 we tell them that they they must man up and so they go out there and they tend to feel that they can eat just about any and everything and 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 get away with it Mm -hmm. Um, another uh, problem that has been popping up from time to time and 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 and, uh, it's it's big in our society is that we see a lot of our men and 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 i'm not going to even say women because we touched on that when we spoke about the women um checkup but stroke and heart attack in 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 jamaica in terms of our men um can you can you can you speak to that you know the, the risk factors for stroke and heart attack are the cardiovascular disorders, and really our two big ones are hypertension and diabetes in our country. Mm. It seems to be a significant epidemic that we're having with you know hypertension and diabetes, very much related to our, to our diets in the Caribbean. Eat a lot of salt. And you know we have lots of sugars in our in our in our diet. Um, what we have to do again to try and reduce our risk, you will have persons who go until they're about 50, 60. They've never had their blood pressure checked before. Again, they've never been to the doctor, right? And blood pressure is something that you know is hereditary. It runs in families, so. You know, if your parents had high blood pressure or diabetes, these are things that you need to, to get checked for. If they don't, you still need to get checked for it. Right? And it's a simple blood test to get checked for diabetes. Um, there's a test called uh, HbA1c, uh, which is very topical among diabetics now and is really used along with a fasting blood sugar to diagnose diabetes. What the HbA1c does it is able to track your sugar control over the last three to six months. And there are other diabetics out there who in the past, when they went to clinic, they would tighten up on their eating habits. So they wouldn't eat the chocolate, they wouldn't eat the sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they go to clinic, the sugar normal. Mm-hmm. But the HbA1c um, is designed to look at your sugar control in the past months. So that test, you can't trick anybody. Yeah. That will tell you what your sugar control is like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, blood pressure monitoring is is a simple blood pressure machine and check your blood pressure. And these are the two major um, risk factors for getting a stroke or a heart attack. Hear that, Dre? Mm-hmm. Um, they say that the older, in terms of women, the older women get, um, or I should say in general, both men and women, um, your blood pressure tend to um, to, 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 to to get higher. Higher. Yes, yeah. yes. Is 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 that so? In terms of our men, and and where do we start in terms of the age, um, as 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 a people? I'm not going to even put it down to a particular gender to start really and truly focusing on our blood pressure. Well, you, you, you have to look at the trends. So what you look at over time, because not one reading is going to be. Um, of course, diagnostic of hypertension. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at the, the, the trends. It's a little bit different with blood sugar. You really can diagnose diabetes with doing the fasting and doing the HbA1c. Once it's, it's high enough, it can be really diagnostic. There are some borderline persons who you can manage with diet, but there are a lot of persons who you can diagnose as being diabetic when and these results come back high. So with the, with the blood pressure monitoring, you really would have to um, look at trends at different intervals and, and see if it is consistently high. Because persons may be having, you know, different phases in their lives, whether it's stressful times or um, whether the dietary um, factors like have an increased salt intake, you've been drinking alcohol, you know, these energy drinks and so forth. And maybe this change in the diet um, can lead to a significant reduction in the blood pressure. Exercise is the thing that we tend to, to forget a lot in, mm-hmm. in, in our men. So exercise will increase testosterone um, naturally. Um, so that's one thing that we need to take note of. And exercise can reduce um, your blood pressure and it can also um, help with your metabolism with regard to, with regard to diabetes. So, you know, exercise is an important part of the plan in the management of, of these um, disorders. And mm-hmm. I think that is how um, Jamaica Moves was, you know, born, you know, to, to help deal with, with, with these disorders as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a good initiative that um, it may not be a fruit in the immediate, uh, to immediate, to medium term, but that definitely is it's something to to, to, to consider. Um, you know, in terms of exercising and you know having a very active lifestyle. Yeah, because it really does help with your mental health, physical health, and social health. Yeah, which is very important. Um, because as a as a as a country, we have kind of delved into the, the the fast food situation. Anything that is fast, we are consuming, and me, the men tend to say, "But we work every day. We're always on the move, so we don't really need to um, quote unquote exercise." So but they the don't. The obesity pandemic is definitely here. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not. Um, you know. From, from from that epidemic. Yeah. It's very present here and studies have shown 
that that you know the obesity um, epidemic is very much here as it is in the rest of the world. Okay, for those men who think that um, having a, 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 a big belly is is attractive, a sign of wealth, and women are love men with 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 uh, with, with big belly, um, having that kind of a waistline, what does it do? Um, not only to the heart, um, but also to the to the to the to the pancreas, doc. I want you to really tell the men out there um, about the effects. Well. Certainly, when, when you look at um, waist circumference um, and you look at ratios like waist to hip um, circumference ratio, uh, you know, once those things are increased, then you develop what we call insulin resistance. So when your body is secreting insulin to try and reduce your sugar levels, what happens is, you know, your body doesn't respond to the insulin. It's resistant. Um, and, and this is what happens with type 2 diabetics. So they are resistant to um, the insulin that is being produced by their body. Their bodies are not able to process the insulin. Where the difference in the type 1 is where there's a deficiency of insulin. Uh, that's about uh, inability to make insulin. Mm-hmm. So, so they get insulin. While the insulin-resistant patients, they will tend to get medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you, were, you were about to say something before I interject? Yes. So, so, I mean, that is definitely what can happen when you have a this, this, um, increased waist circumference. So it's definitely not something that person should aspire to, but they should work on to reduce. Alcohol intake among or amongst or 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 male population. Alright, so this is one <laughs> of the, 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 the tricky um, topics. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, it depends on what literature you read, alcohol can have some protective um, effect on cardiovascular disease, especially if you drink red wine. Red wine, yes. Not, you know, beyond a certain amount. Yeah, but red wine is not necessarily the drink of choice. See, choice look, for, a see, for, for a lot of men, exactly. they, they leave yes. that to the women, women like me. <laughs> in terms yes. of see, Dre over there smiling. <laughs> yes, so Alcohol consumption is one of those things that yeah, you have to really discuss in a way that it is clearly understood. Mm-hmm. Um, because it can have some protective effects, but definitely can have some deleterious effects as well. So, Especially um, on the liver. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the liver can be placed under stress. Um, and you can end up with cirrhosis if the alcohol intake is consistently high. Um, so you, you would just have to be mindful of that. Smoking is a no-no right off the bat because there's no, there's no dose of smoking that we can say that above this, um, you know, there, there, there is no problem or there is a problem. 
But the, the, so. the, 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 some of the men listening would say, Darker to talk about smoking, it depends on what you smoke. Mm. Well, <laughs> marijuana, I, I, you know, tobacco smoking, yeah. they are, you know, both problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they go directly into your lungs and, and cause lung damage. Right. So there's no, that's as simple as that. Any mm. smoke that comes into your lungs will damage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said that. We're going to take another break, and then when we come back, we're going to be, uh, you know, moving into the final um, portion of this talk segment. Just want to say hi to our friends at Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, when you want it to grow, call the pro. They are located at 12 South Avenue, Kingston 10. And remember, they have everything you need for your uh, beautiful home gardening, your commercial farms. They also have your some beautiful pots have arrived at Evergrow. So go on down and uh, check them out. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. Doc, are you still with us? I'm here. All right. I have a question that came in. Um, I'm not sure if we had um, touched on this or if you had, uh, Dre had asked um, a question surrounding this, but I got a question for you from one of our listeners. And he's asking, is there a benefit um, being circumcised? Good question. That's a very good question. No, there are benefits um, from a hygienic standpoint from a um, in the pediatric age group if young boys had recurrent urinary tract infections um, and they had a tight foreskin a lot of times it was thought that you know, it was because the foreskin was tight while they got these recurrent infections. Mm-hmm. And what was found is that circumcision would actually reduce the frequency of urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. Now, so we have to contextualize it. If it is that you're having an issue that is attributable to a problem with the foreskin, then fine, clearly that's a no-brainer. You're going to get some benefit from doing a circumcision. If you have zero issues with your foreskin, nothing at all, you don't have tearing as an adult during intercourse, you don't have any problems with your foreskin, then the only reason why you would be removing your foreskin is one, for personal preference, and two, for ease of you know, hygienic care. Mm-hmm. So there are some, to, to model the water even further, in sub-Saharan Africa, where there's a high incidence of sexually transmitted infections, most notably HIV, there were a few studies that were done down there, randomized control trials, which are high-powered studies that are done, which demonstrated that there was a clear benefit when persons were circumcised um, in reducing HIV infection. Now, let me contextualize that. These are countries in sub-Saharan Africa that have a high rate of HIV infection. 
And what the study showed is that if they did circumcision, persons who are circumcised, their risk of infections were lower. It did not replace the use of um, condoms and um, preventative measures like abstinence mm-hmm. um, in preventing HIV, but they did find that the rate of infection among the circumcised population um, was lower. And what 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 in terms of the the um, uncircumcised male picking up um, whether it is the HIV right. uh, virus? So it, it would be trapping, you know, the viral particles under the skin oh. and allowing them to really um, grow and increase your risk of, of, of the infection occurring. So that was one of the theories. And there were, you know, various theories as to why, you know, the uncircumcised person was at a higher risk of having um, these infections. So there were various theories. But what they did find that where there is an epidemic of HIV, right? So Jamaica is not experiencing an epidemic by any stretch of the imagination of HIV. So we wouldn't extrapolate it to our population. Mm-hmm. This is for a population that has a high incidence of, and I know persons have access to Google, so that's why I'm you know, mentioning this because it may come up on Google as a protective mechanism against HIV or sexually transmitted infection. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, sexually transmitted infection, a lot has been over the last three years. Um, I mean, we we have been grappling with the pandemic, um, but and I want to discuss that with you also, COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. But before that, let us look at the um, HPV virus. And studies have um, shown that men um, actually carry this virus. Can you? Um, speak on that? So there are many call serotypes. So there are various types of HPV. Um, there are types that cause cancer. So there are cancer-causing types of HPV. Um, HPV, cancer-causing HPV can cause penile cancer. Hmm. The same strains that cause cervical cancer incidentally cause Penile cancer, man. So that actually um, is one of the similarities, you know, with this in, in women. Mm-hmm. And there are many types of, well, uh, 200 types of um, HPV. The interesting thing was I found, uh, we can probably segue into immunization, is the um, lack of take-up with the HPV vaccine. Um, it was very disheartening when it didn't take off, when it became available in Jamaica. Because for you know, several parents, it was heart-wrenching to even imagine that their girls or even their boys were going to eventually become sexually active, I think. You know, but you really need to give the vaccine before persons and children into adults start having sexual contact. And that was the reason why you needed to give it to nine to twelve year olds, girls and boys, to reduce the, the rate of cervical cancer and mm-hmm. to, to 
I'm not saying that penile cancer <clears throat> is as common as cervical cancer, not by a long stretch of the imagination. Penile cancer is pretty uncommon still, but it, it, you still see a few cases. Cervical cancer is by far much more common. Mm-hmm. But to think that, you know, with this vaccine, we could have, you know, eradicated to a large extent cervical cancer cases. But because of the hesitancy of parents and various other reasons, you know, which is the same thing with COVID-19 vaccine now, you know, the internet and social media and, you know, the conspiracy theories, why the take-up for the HPV vaccine was not as significant as it ought to have been. Mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. So let's move into... Um COVID-19 and, and or men um, are more men contracting and I have to start by asking this question are more men contracting COVID-19 or do we now see a level playing field with um, both uh, male and female in terms of um, contracting I think that's, that's a little bit difficult mm-hmm. I know that every day we see numbers Mm-hmm. But that's just probably the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Because what about the persons who are not tested? Mm-hmm. Who are just at home, saying they have the bad flu, and they're not tested. You know, or the asymptomatic person who may have had a day of symptoms and then nothing the day after, and you know, they're not testing as well. So I would presume that the pain feel is level because there is nothing that would increase the transmissibility to a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the pain field is quite level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, disappointing that our vaccination rates are now at 22.7. Let me add the 0.7. Um, you know, it is... I, I thought we... we I, I hope we would have been in a, in a better place at this stage. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of um, vaccine hesitancy, do you, do you, would you, or this is just our opinion here, this is not, we're, we're not looking at, at, at the data, um, uh-huh. but are, 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 are men more hesitant or is the playing field level in terms of hesitancy for both male and, and, and female? Again, it, it, it is going to be a matter of the health-seeking behavior is probably, you know, poorer in men. Mm-hmm. So it is, I guess, we can extrapolate that and say their hesitancy towards a vaccine may also be um, the same. But I think it, it's it's probably lev- it's a level playing field again. Um, because people, there are some persons who really want to get back to normalcy as soon as possible. Um, I think that a lot of the message, and this is my personal view now, a lot of the messaging that when it when the whole you know pandemic started and how we approach our, our population is a unique population. You know. We believe in we believe in bush tea more than <laughs> anything else. Yes, we, we, we have a very unique population and we have to be very careful how we approach our population because 
I recently spoke to a, a patient's daughter, a patient of my daughter, and she was saying she's vaccinated. Her elderly father, who has um, prostate cancer, is not vaccinated because the message that she got is that persons who have underlying issues, medical conditions, they should not take the vaccine. Now, I can understand how this kind of thinking came about. And then you're going to top that off by telling people who don't like to go to the doctor, men and women, but men more so, that, oh, if you have any issue, go and check your doctor. They haven't been doing that before. So they're not just going to get up now because it's a pandemic and go and do it. Mm -hmm. Right? So the messaging has to be clear so that the man who is out in woi woi um, can understand the message. The man who is anywhere else can understand the message. Man and woman. Right? And even the children. Right? Because it's important for them as well because the vaccines are actually approved um, for, for, you know, age groups, you know, younger age groups. Mm-hmm. So we have to provide some significant clarity to the messaging because I think persons are are lost. And I think that is part of the reason why the, the, the vaccine, the vaccines just have not taken off and we've had to discard a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have a significant issue with our population that we need to rewire the persons, start again from um, childhood with educating people because we have the highest rates of vaccination in our children to enter school. Every child has to be vaccinated to enter school. All of a sudden, we get older, we have this theory about vaccines. We are 22.7%. Something is wrong. Everybody have a scarf on them shoulder with BCG. And all of a sudden, no. Right? A live attenuated vaccine. Right? TB. And all of a sudden now, when there's a pandemic, when the whole world is buckling, right? We have an issue with taking a vaccine. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that persons who have issues with the vaccine, they're not founded issues. But we need to have a discussion. We need to know why we have this issue. Especially if you were vaccinated in the past. What is the issue now? Oh, it was developed too fast. Okay, well, <laughs> I am happy that it was developed quickly because if it wasn't, COVID would have killed more people. Okay. And, you know, we have, to, we have to be mindful of that. Okay, Metallica, let me see if um, Doc can answer this, and he may not be the, 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 the person to answer this one, but I'm going to read uh, Metallica on one question anyway. And she says, I'm going to ask a question about this vaccine. 
why it is that only the RNA strand of the virus is used in making in the making of the vaccine why not the entire DNA sequence maybe I'm just old but isn't usually a tenured form of a virus used to manufacture a vaccine and she says doc could you please explain to me how these companies develop this I don't understand please and thank you a very interesting question <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the development of the vaccines are after they are tested extensively um, I, I don't think it would be within my remit to speak right, about just why speak up. RNA mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. it's a concept I'm trying to understand what, what is the reason for you getting a vaccine you, you don't even know what was in it because you were a child you don't know. Right? Not even your parents may have known. What and you are over billions of people. Let's say you wanted to wait. Billions of people have gotten this vaccine. And they don't have a problem. Because any vaccine um reaction would have manifested already. We have the largest cohort you can have. Billions of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have that sample size. And still, we are in doubt. We are at 22.7%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a fundamental issue there. Yeah. Um, another of our listeners saying, Marho is saying, uh, when we were children, um, they just asked us to line up at school <laughs> and juke us all. <laughs> and nobody had, exactly. yes, I just give you that little copy. They asked the question, everybody just vaccine and you line up. I don't even know, know if it, there was any parental consent at that particular time. Right. No. The, you, you, you never have no... Call, ch- you don't even call your mother or father. No. You know, the principal shout out vaccine, flu, flu shot being given down there, so you sign up. You sign up and get the brown paper, the brown card, that the piece of brown card, and right. then sign it and give it back to you. And you carry it home to your parents. Yeah. And you go home what, and take what? the little, little Panadol if, if Panadol. you have fever. And that is that is a reaction to to to, to vaccines. Even babies who we we right. take to get their regular vaccine sometimes have a little bit of fever, and the doctor say, "Well, give little baby some Panadol and that sort of thing." So um, nothing new is happening in terms of um, this present vaccine. In terms of oh, um, PMO, ray, 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 whatever people. Absolutely not. We need to simplify the message. We mm-hmm. need to simplify it right down to as simple as those days when you were a baby. Zero to six weeks and you're getting BCG. Simple. So we're getting ready to kind of wrap up this talk segment, Doc. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Let us look um, at something that just, it's, 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 it's my baby um, when it boils on to mental health, especially mental health of, um, of, of, of our men. Um, can, you, can, we, can we talk about that? Um, because I don't think if you're unhealthy mentally, then you cannot say that you're a healthy individual. True. Stress um, manifest, um, manifesting itself, as you mentioned earlier in the show, um, when you started off in terms of angry um, or wow. men who are angry, they're stressed, they're angry um, in terms of their mentality, um, yeah. mental as, health. As, as they talk about angry, mm-hmm. 
I, I cast my mind back to one of my good friends who's a popular entertainer. <laughs> Came on a program recently and he said, you know, we are not showing any love to our one another. Um, we are, you know, it's all about who have this and who have more than who, right? True. And this is what we're looking at. We have developed this culture of being bad-minded and, you know, we... And you have to really look at it, you know. It's a serious, serious issue that we're having. We're not showing love to each other, right? You look at how people drive on the road. You look at how, you know, we interact with each other. And the least of things people will clear up for. Mm-hmm. And a man will lose in life over $20. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence is one of the biggest things in this country. A cousin, a killer cousin. A brother, a killer, a brother, father, a killer, son. Um, these kinds of, of issues, these are societal issues. I'm not trying to downplay the mental strain that exists in this country, but we are going to have to work out our issues differently to prevent all of this domestic violence, this violence in general that seems to be existing based on anger. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we have to we have to look at the the root cause of um, why our people, especially our men, and, and, and politicians so angry. can't get us out of this. <laughs> if, if we if we if we are going to depend on politicians to get us out of this, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. They have a responsibility to their children and to take care of their household, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once again, the men in our society have a, have a role to play because studies have shown that um, majority of, 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 of men or boys who are delinquent, of men who commit um, heinous crimes um, are coming from fatherless homes. Fatherless homes. Um, so we need to say to the men who are models out there, good role models that need to show up need no. to show up and, 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 and not allow the, the, the negative um, influences to to, 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 to to rear our children and the negative influences, not only influencers but also negative influences um, social media and otherwise and uh, that's, a, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought that social media would have been a transformational, a positive transformational mm-hmm. type it of It can tool. be. It can be. But, but it seems to have, you know, been transformed into a platform for persons who consider themselves voiceless to spew negative thoughts and just develop a negative culture. Persons who were previously quiet, who nobody knew and nobody, you know, um, you know, thought would have been this kind of negative person. And then all of a sudden it gives a voice to the voiceless and they use this voice to spew negative negative material. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um so, it mm-hmm. hasn't served us too well in Jamaica. True that. Kindness is not um, 
It's not really shown. <coughs> do you think, though, um, and I know this has nothing to do with the topic, but just um, what you just mentioned okay. in terms of, um, well, it's slipping me. <laughs> <laughs> what you just mentioned in terms of, in just, just in terms of how um, things are, the domestic abuse and all of that, do you think, because, you know, at one point it was Jamaica no problem. And you know, it wasn't. Not saying it wasn't bad. Not saying there weren't um, crime and you know murder and stuff back then. But it wasn't as prominent as it is now. No man, there wasn't a person pulling guns. Yeah. People, so, so yeah, so. it wasn't. You know, at one point it was Jamaica, no problem, man. So do you think the misuse of social media is directly? Or let's not say directly, directly. But do you think the misuse of social media, especially in Jamaica? Um, is related to the quote unquote Jamaica problem, man, now that we're facing. I mean, then you're going to get into a, a, a whole thing which my good friend, the same artist, was saying that music is, 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 the, is, the, is the issue. Mm -hmm. Why crimes are being committed. I don't believe that the fact that people sing about guns and yeah, because they used to sing about that those things back then as well. So exactly, I, you know, I, can, I can't think. Exactly, so I can't think it's the same thing. So but but, but what's happening thing. now in terms of um just 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 people just a low tolerance. People having low tolerance, and everything is an issue. People are highly frustrated. People are lazy. Um, and people want the fancy this and the fancy mm -hmm. that, and right. and most of the and a lot of the crime, especially with the um, the we call it scamming, the, 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 the scamming mm -hmm. and, and and all oh. of that stuff is related to that. So the, the, when I say the misuse of social media, including bullying online, but with 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 them with with people now being so fascinated with you know the stars and people who have money and how they live and you know they want that and you uh -huh. know it's it's being it's being misused it's being used for 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 for, for seeing how people are living and wanting that and wanting it the bad man business it is too willing so, so that's why i was asking if it's real if it's related to it how is society going to be is not. related enough everything that you have out there can have a negative um, impact if you make it into a negative mm -hmm. impact. It's just like how people say money is the root of all that. No, it's not. I love to have money. Yeah. Right? But it is the misuse of money mm -hmm. and the reverence that is placed on money. Right? If you worship money, then you get yourself into problems. Yeah. Right? So social media is the same thing. If mm. you continue to use it for negative means, it is going to give you nothing but negativity. Same thing with music. If you interpret that this man is saying about a gun, so you must go and take up a gun, then that is what that is what is in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's your perception and your interpretation. Correct. Right. And you don't have the ability to say that that is just somebody singing that. This is the consequences of. Mm -hmm. 
if I was to choose to do that, so you don't you don't cognitively look at the big picture. You're just hearing that older man are saying that even sit down and really think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, it's the environment that we are in. We need to teach our children to be critical thinkers. Yes. You understand? We need to teach our children that um, Tom and you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. We need to stop pressuring our men to give us women to give us things that they can't afford. Um, so, so these are some of the little things that we can help to relieve some of the stress and strain that we have placed on our men in the society. You understand, men, we need to teach our little boys or babies to, 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 to embrace how they feel and not to try and, and, and keep it under the, under the carpet, as so to speak, and it stays there and it manifests and it bubbles and it boils and before you know it, they are exploding. Mm-hmm. And they become angry and they don't know how to sit down and have a conversation. They just know how to use their fists, and uh, fists not really so usable boy, anymore, boy. Boy, that's what I'm saying. Not fists not so usable anymore. It is the gun that they're taking up, right? Fists is a thing of the past. Yeah. No sir. No sir. That no exist. That no exist. Um, so we need to have our children express themselves. Um, and somebody was saying that even in the classrooms, um, I must say, we don't allow our children to express themselves. Right. So we work with a particular curriculum, we work with a particular, what you call, rubric, mm-hmm. and anything outside of that is not, it's not, you're not supposed to. So you get a lot of, you're supposed to follow this rigid guideline. And so we need to have our children express themselves. Yeah, and stop telling our boys to sit down and hold it and shut up. And go in at the wow. corner and big man don't cry. And you fall down, get up and move. And brush it off. And nobody ask if you're in pain. Nobody ask a man if he's in pain. Nobody wants to ask a man how he is doing. And so we are reaping the benefit of our men who show no emotion, but they show it in terms of being angry. So, Doc, I want to thank you so much for joining us inside Singles Live. It was a pleasure having you. And once again, um, thank you for informing us. And uh, all I can say is thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, and and, um, take care. And we will speak soon. All right, we'll be safe. Until the next one, be safe. All right, thanks so much. Cool 97. Radio. Radio.